0: Hi, my name is Carmen, and I am an early childhood special education teacher, a life and ADHD coach, and I'm the host of this podcast, Authentically ADHD. I created this podcast to help anyone wondering if they have ADHD, people who have been diagnosed for a while, and want some more support and community. I'm here to bring you the latest research on ADHD and neurodiversities while we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of ADHD. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, my friend, and welcome back to the podcast. How are you? I'm, I'm doing all right. Um, it's been a crazy busy with work. It's conference time and at the end of the month, so I've been inputting data and rating the kids in their, you know, development. And then I got this idea as I was using a lot of my tools for my ADHD that maybe I should write a podcast about it. I mean, we've been doing some pretty deep Heavy topics, heavy episodes, and I realized I haven't done like a My Top Tips episode in a while, and as you know, or maybe you don't, but now you will, these tend to change as we learn what works best and what helps us, so I decided to make a list. I tried to make a list of the things that I do, but when I got to number 18, I figured that was like a huge thing to just list out. So I decided I'm gonna go through the main executive functions and tell you what works for me in each area. I get a lot of questions about what tricks, tips, and hacks that I use. And I want you to know that these are tools some of them are tips and tricks and hacks but some are deeper than others some are free and some aren't the point I'm trying to make is just because I tell you that this is what I do doesn't mean that you have to do these things to be successful in your life take what you like take what works for you and just leave the rest so I'm going to go into each of the seven executive functions and tell you what I do to help the fact that my brain is deficient in different ways in different areas of my brain. Okay. So, first up is the two types of working memory. There's verbal working memory, which is the mind's voice. It's in your mind Um, It's a voice in your head that keeps you on task, and it keeps your focus on what you need to focus on, right? I have a really hard time remembering and accessing that voice. So I externalize my brain everywhere. I use a bullet journal in the morning. I use post-its, but I don't use them just anywhere anywhere they will become part of my environment if I just kind of leave a post-it note on a desk or somewhere that is just in my environment I need to put that reminder somewhere I know I'm gonna see it when I need to like in the middle of my makeup mirror on my computer screen or on the door before like when I'm gonna open it to leave the house okay then there's the mind's eye. That's the nonverbal working memory, which helps us visualize a task completed and the steps to get there. To me, this one sounds like magic because visualization is incredibly difficult for me. I can visualize a big picture thing, but visualizing the steps to get there, mm, no. So, what I do is I take a task and I use a focus plan. Side note, there is a focus plan freebie in the Patreon, even in the free membership. So go check that out. Link is in the show notes. I intentionally say what the final product will look like, right? So I paint done in Brene Brown's words. And then I break down each step I'll need to get done in the smallest parts. Then here's the key. I keep it in front of me while i'm doing the task to keep reminding me what i'm doing so i stay on task i use timers and the app sansama because it's the part of the ef's that help me conceptualize time so i can combat my horrible time blindness with timers that make noise My time blindness goes along with my hyper-focus, okay? If I'm hyper-focused into something, I have no idea how much time has passed. It's just, it's almost impossible. I am blind to it. So these timers, they make noise, and it lets me know how much time has passed, how much time I have left. There's settings on there, so I have it ding at me 10 minutes before the timer and 5 minutes before the timer, okay? Okay. Next up is the cluster of organization, planning, and problem solving. In order to be organized, you need to be able to plan and then prioritize your plan and then problem solve throughout your plan. This sounds kind of like an oxymoron because you need each executive function for the other one because you can't problem solve if you don't know what your priorities are. And you can't organize anything if you don't know, you know, how to problem solve your way through it. Now, I plan every day so I can see it. And then I look at the tasks and decide, is this a big or small priority? Does this have to do with work? Does it have to do with my business? Or is it one that can go down lower on the priority list? For example, right now I'm doing parent-teacher conference forms and filling out paperwork. So that type of thing would go higher on a priority list than, say, doing laundry or, you know, doing research for a podcast. So it, it's one that you have to really look at the te- steps of each task and write down the obstacles, right? I write down every obstacle. Like, I even write down, it's going to be hard, or it's going to be boring. And then, I solve for each obstacle. So one of the big obstacles a lot of people have when starting a task is, I don't know where to start. My solution? Ask someone. Just start, or look it up. And that's that's solving an, a problem or an obstacle within the task, that you are procrastinating getting started because you don't necessarily know where to start. Next up is inhibition, the skill that allows you to delay short-term pleasure in exchange for long-term reward. I struggle with impulsivity the most, so I build in breaks in my day and rewards for staying on task, especially if I'm working from home. When I go to work, the kids are right in front of me. My schedule is laid out for me, so it's easier to stay on task. When I'm working from home on my business or for stuff for school, I give myself little shots of dopamine each time I resist an impulse. I also build in breaks, so I'm not tempted to impulsively task switch or just stop the important task altogether. That's just, it's a way that you can stop yourself and give yourself that pause. Is thinking about, okay, I resisted this impulse, I stopped myself, and then I give myself a little shot of dopamine. Some kind of reward, like a jumping jack break, a dance break, um, or just a break to maybe just go walk outside for a little while. Um, Impulsivity is one of the hardest things. Um, to build tools for because it is something that happens so fast that we barely notice it okay it's really hard to notice but noticing it is probably one of the strongest things that you can do and then making sure that you can stop pause and think is really huge the next executive function is self-motivation this is almost self-explanatory, but it's the executive function that helps you get the thing started. It's like the get up and go. Some of this can be helped with medication. I am not telling you that the only way to help self-motivation is medication, but medication for ADHD does um, increase dopamine and norepinephrine and the, the chemicals in our brain that get us to get up and go. But it's getting your brain ready to start, okay? I also use exercise. I change up my working environment and I make sure that I meet my basic needs and then some in order to get myself started. Everybody is different in this way. Sometimes I need to get myself outside. Sometimes I need to get into the shower. Sometimes I just need to stare at the wall for 30 minutes. Sometimes I do a little dance party to get myself motivated because it's super tricky self motivation. It's kind of like creating the get up and go. You have to create it yourself. It's creating that get up and go feeling to be motivated to do certain things. I also use strategies like leaving myself breadcrumbs on tasks that are long term to remember where I was. Or what I do is I complete a few less looming tasks, so little like tasks that are lower on the priority list before starting the big task that I do need help to get motivated to do because I'm already on a roll. I've already been doing the things and I've gotten the dopamine from completing those things so I'm already a little bit more motivated to do the bigger more looming task. The next executive function is emotional regulation and if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time you know that this one is so 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 important In getting things done in really anything because if you aren't regulated, you can't get motivated. It's Psych 101 that emotions drive our action. So we need to make sure we are regulated in order to make a positive impact. Okay. I'm going to talk a little bit more about some of the strategies that I use at the end, because I did remember some of course in ADHD fashion. After I was done writing the episode. So I use strategies for emotional regulation like feeling and processing my emotions, using breath work and nature to regulate. And there are actually a lot of ways to regulate that I use including journaling, coloring, running, breath work, sometimes even punching pillows when I'm super angry and finding peace with meditation and radical acceptance. I use a journal to plan and record my emotions in order to use that for self-reflection, which is the last executive function that we're going to chat about. And self-reflection involves being self-aware, which is hard for the neurodivergent. We have a really hard time looking at our behavior and assessing it in the present and, and in the past, which is due to the lack of self-awareness and working memory in our brains. I use a few different strategies for self-awareness and reflection. I journal in the morning. I write out all of my thoughts. It's part of my morning routine, and sometimes I keep them to reference them, but a lot of times just putting pen to paper makes it easier for us to become aware, so you don't necessarily need to keep it. I also do a daily reflection. It's super short. Both are. Because if it's a looming journal that feels intimidating, you're not going to want to do it. I promise you. I answer like two to three questions in the morning and at night, and I have several different examples of this up on the Patreon. They include journaling and planning, and some of them are um, just like short focus plans, or I even have one up that's just reflection pages. okay They are all free when you become part of the membership even in the lowest tier. I also do a bi-weekly ADHD check in which I learn through I learned this through my coaching program focused. my um, I value this a lot. It helps me to see where all of my executive functions lie. It sees it helps me see. Where I'm actually doing well and where I could improve. And it's a way to become aware, specifically in a way that goes with your neurodivergence. I actually have an episode where I walk you through it. I believe it's called The Power of Reflection for the ADHDer. You may be wondering how I use all these strategies, where I got them, and I just want to remind you that none of this happens overnight. It took a lot of self-reflection, okay, it took a lot of self-awareness, a lot of trial and error, and I still forget strategies that I could be using in the moment. But then if I'm dysregulated or my basic needs haven't been met, you could just throw it all out the window. It's very hard to remember strategies when you're feeling this way. I also use some strategies that didn't seem to fit in any of the executive function areas because they include multiple ones, okay? So I use a uh, parallel tasking to make like menial boring tasks more fun, like showering, cleaning, cooking, and those other chores. I'm always listening to podcasts, audiobooks, and or music. Music is also a way to get your get up and go started music is a way that I love to get hyped up for the day any type of exercise works in the morning but the five to ten minute dance party I have by myself is super helpful okay like it's it's amazing it helps me in so many ways it boosts my mood it boosts my dopamine and I can feel my body getting ready for the day Music and dancing are scientifically proven to improve mood and help shift emotion and end the stress response cycle to help you from reaching burnout. Something else I do to stay somewhat organized is one of my um, worst areas is being organized. Uh, I do a daily 20-minute tidy. So I put away the things on my desk, I tidy up my makeup and put away my workout gear I should also mention here that my at home work office is also my workout area and it's also my area that I get ready in. It's basically all the same area in my basement. So, this helps so that papers don't pile up, so that I don't have like makeup that gets lost or, you know, it's somewhere that I it's buried, you know, in a pile. And then I have a mostly decluttered area to work in. Some people can work in cluttered environments. My brain gets overstimulated and I cannot do that. <clears throat> to stay on task and for my impulsivity, I talked about you know stopping urges and giving dopamine hits. What I do is I use an urge jar for this concept. And it's a very simple concept. I actually use it in my classroom when a student resists an urge and chooses a positive or productive behavior. They go and get to put a pom-pom in the jar, and when it's full, we have a class party. My urge jar works sort of like this. When I resist an impulse, stay on task, or meet a goal for the day, I put some confetti in a container, and when it's filled up, I give myself a reward for example like a special coffee a new notebook a makeup palette depending on the goals and what I'm trying to meet I made this jar without spending one dime I mean the container I probably spent money on this old bath bomb container or maybe I got it for a gift I don't know but I decorated it with stickers that I already had and then um, I got confetti in some of these packages that I received and it's the packaging you know like peanuts to make sure that the thing stays still and it's purple and blue like my favorite colors and who doesn't love confetti okay so that's what I use and I take a little confetti and I fill it in the jar and when it's full I reward myself and this this concept is absolutely free and who doesn't love free things like seriously I could go on and on with all of the strategies that help me be the best version of myself that i can be but the in the interest of time i will not because this episode would probably be like two hours long so i'm going to end up with one of the last things that i do that helps me become the most regulated and on top of my adhd and that is my morning time it's it's the time okay you're gonna think i'm crazy but i get up at about 4.30 every day. I don't have to be at work until 8.30. I get my coffee and I use that white space before work to just be ADHD. I do some journaling, I exercise, I practice mindfulness, meditation, writing, creative work, and most importantly, I spend time regulating myself through the day. Because if I wanna be productive instead of reactive with my students, I need to make sure I'm regulated. If I wanna show up as the calm, fun-loving, productive teacher I know I am, I need that white space. I need that time for my brain to wake up and basically come to life for the day. We as neurodiverse people We take in so much stimuli from the world and our outer environment during the day and, like, in our day-to-day lives that we need that recuperation time from socializing, masking, overstimulation, and etc. I'm going to tell you a little story before we end here. And it is that, um, so yesterday, uh, one of the other classrooms, heat, was not working. So we had to take in another preschool classroom. Now, I work in a district preschool classroom, okay? So that means there's a teacher and usually two paras in the room. One of my paras is out sick, so it was me, my para, the other teacher, and two other adults. And there was about 22 preschoolers in, in the room. We were happy to help. I wanted them to come into my room because, like, who wants to be freezing cold at school? You can't focus. So, you know, but that is a lot of kids. My brain didn't even catch up with the fact that I was super overstimulated until, like, an hour after I got home, okay? Because it it takes that long sometimes for our brains to process all of that overstimulation okay and it's because of the masking and things like that so make sure that you're putting in some of that white space wherever you would like it in the day for me it works really well in the morning for you it may be a different time during the day i really hope that you enjoyed this lighter kind of tips and tricks filled episode and i hope i inspired you to access and assess your own executive functions and how you know, you can accommodate for yourself. I'd love for you to share what worked or if you re- enjoy this podcast, would you be so amazing and share it with a friend or even on social media and then tag me at Authentically ADHD underscore podcast. I'd so appreciate you for helping me reach my goal of helping as many people struggling with neurodiversity as I can. And now remember, we have a deficient working memory, so if you enjoy this podcast, make sure you scroll up and click follow so that you can know any time I release a new episode that may interest you. That is all I have for now, so stay authentic, my friends, and we will talk soon. Speaking of extra supports, I just wanted to tell you all that I've updated my Patreon page to include all of the resources that I've really ever made to be held in one place. Just head to my show notes. Um, The VIP members do get a little extra, um, but you can also purchase like my brand new Ultimate ADHD Journal and Planner which I've been using for the past year that has worked. Um, Nothing is priced over $10 and everything is at least 50 to 100 pages that you can download and print you can get it to bind it and sent to you or you can just read it off your screen and use notebook paper. So if you want or need any type of that kind of extra support, just head to my show notes and click the patreon link to join i hope to see you in there hey adhdr are you looking for more support with your brain do you crave community with people who understand you you should really check out Focused, the group coaching program I am a part of that is for adults with ADHD. It's made and run by none other than Kristen Carter of the I Have ADHD podcast. I've grown so much by being in this program, using the tools, and being in the community for over a year now. If you use the link in my show notes, we both save money on this or next month's um, cost, so I think it's worth it. Go check it out at IHaveADHD.com slash focused.